catching you up on the latest stories that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning. I'm Jake Reyes, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Natural disasters are quite common in Florida. As we enter the peak of hurricane season, residents are often reminded of the precautionary measures they can take to minimize physical damage to their homes. However, what we don't frequently hear about is how we can take care of our mental health during those troubling times. In 2019, the office of Casey DeSantis created the Disaster Recovery Mental Health Coordinator position within the Florida Division of Emergency Management following the aftermath of Hurricane Michael. The position was created to handle mental health issues in relation to natural disasters. I spoke with Florida Public Radio Emergency Network reporter Melissa Fato on what she learned from her Q&A with Sarah Newhouse, who has held the position for six months. The Florida Division of Emergency Management is the statewide um, emergency management organization. So they do all the statewide coordination when it comes to, you know, not just natural disasters like hurricanes, but any kind of statewide emergency. And the position was created in 2019, so about three years ago, by the Office of First Lady Casey DeSantis. And I believe there was somebody else in her position beforehand, and I'm not sure who that is, but she has been in the role for like about six months. Based on your conversation with her, what did you learn about mental health and its relation to natural disasters, and who do they affect? Yeah, so I wanted to talk to her because I guess mental health is not really a layer of emergency management that we often think about. You know, when a disaster comes through an area, through a community, we're usually thinking of obviously the physical repercussions, you know, the damage to buildings, the damage to lives, you know, people's physical health, you know, getting people fed, you know, kind of taking care of those base needs first. You know, and then we think about resuming other important aspects of life, such as education, getting businesses back on their feet, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, people's just personal mental health is not really something that we think about a lot. So that's kind of what, when I saw that this, I didn't know that this position existed um, in, until I was researching for this story, um, or rather researching, I was looking into mental health and, and natural disasters in general, and I saw this, so I wanted to talk to her. As far as what I learned, as you can imagine, disasters can be incredibly impactful to people's way of life, right? So it pretty much is very destabilizing to someone's livelihood. It can disrupt your career, your workplace, your family, if your home is impacted, if you're a, a, a kid, right, it disrupts your education. So all of these disruptions into somebody's sort of daily life can cause mental stress. And on top of that, there's the people who already struggle with any sort of mental health issue. And that can also be compounded by a natural disaster such as a hurricane because often people have patterns and coping mechanisms that they use 
for their day-to-day life. So for example, Newhouse pointed out, you know, people might go to say therapists or they might attend a support group that can be disrupted during a hurricane, or, you know, maybe in the short term, they might not be able to access prescription medications that help them with their condition. So on top of that, if it's somebody basically is already struggling, that sort of disruption to their life can also make them suffer more and possibly regress depending on what their situation is. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to hear that perspective. And with this being such a recently formed position, what are the responsibilities of the Disaster Recovery Mental Health Coordinator? From what I understand from Sarah Newhouse, one disaster like a hurricane occurs, she will go into the affected area and basically, as her title suggests, serve as the coordinator between that community and the state government. So she's there to assess whether there are enough um, local resources, enough caseworkers, enough organizations and professionals that are able to look after people's health in that area. Um, And if there are not enough people or they don't have the resources available in that um, affected area, then it's kind of her job to make sure they get the help that they need. That was Melissa Fato on how natural disasters like hurricanes affect mental health. You can read more of her story at wuft.org. Now, let's get into today's top headlines. Gainesville Commission candidates are saying they will stop a proposed exclusionary zoning plan, but can they? According to the Gainesville Sun, a split city commission in August voted 4-3 to three to eliminate single-family zoning citywide, putting Gainesville in line to become the first in Florida to allow multi-unit housing in any neighborhood. However, the DEO typically approves the city's request to amend its comprehensive plan without question. Due to community pushback, including the city's own Affordable Housing Advisory Board, some believe the change will be held up by the state and will result in the plan dying before taking effect. Federal prosecutors are saying a Florida woman, touted as Mother Teresa, ran a $196 million Ponzi scheme. NPR is reporting that Johanna M. Garcia connected investors with companies that needed short-term financing, promising robust returns on their money. However, prosecutors say that she used her company, MJ Capital Funding LLC, to take in large amounts of money from more than 15,400 investors in just over a year, from June of 2020 to August of 2021. The Fort Lauderdale-based company had its website shut down by court order. Florida leaders are considering taking action as 17 property insurers face a downgrade in ratings. The News Service of Florida reports that the Joint Legislative Budget Commission is expected to consider a proposal to spend $1.5 million to hire a consultant that would look at options for property insurers to get adequate financial ratings. If insurers lose satisfactory ratings, homeowners could be forced to find other coverage. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jake Reyes, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great day.